Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. We've got a jam-packed show today. We'll be talking with Rebecca Brown from Comcast about the affordable connectivity program. And then we're going to dive in and talk about smart home basics. If you're going to get that smart home going, what are the things you need to do foundationally around your home? Especially if you've got kids going back to school or you're going to be working from home. What are the things that you need to get that working great? And then we'll start adding stuff to it. All that and more coming up on Around the House. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Around the House Show, and Around the House Nation, which is our closed group. And that's where you can join and put up all your pictures and projects you're working on. And we'd love to see your feedback. And that's at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. And contact us there for more information. Now, let's get back to the show with technology. It's time to rock. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, where we talk home improvement and everything around the home every single week. Well, Caroline's out helping a contract right now at her house, so she'll be back here in a little bit, but we've got Rebecca Brown from Comcast. Welcome to Around the House. Well, thank you, Eric. I'm so excited to be here this morning. This is so awesome. I love this. And we're talking today about the Affordable Connectivity Program because I think this is a huge deal for people all across the country. You're my local person here where I live, but let's chat a little bit about it and how people that have a hard time affording internet access can get it. Eric, yes, it's so true. And it is happening, right? Universally. I think one critical lesson from the pandemic was just the importance of a reliable home internet connection. You know, schools closed, everyone's starting to work from home, and the internet became sort of that sole means for connecting. Um, But not everyone has equal access to the internet, as we know. And I think the Affordable Connectivity Program is truly this once in a lifetime opportunity. This doesn't happen um, all the time. And it's just that another important step in helping people connect to the transformative power of the internet. So I might refer to the Affordable Connectivity Program as ACP, just for brevity a little bit. (laughs) But um, ACP really is a component of the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act that our president signed into law late last year. And it is a 14.2 federal program that supports those eligible income constrained households that might be struggling to afford monthly internet service. And it provides them with a monthly subsidy. So basically a credit and eligible households could receive up to $30 a month towards their internet and or mobile service. And for those living on qualifying tribal lands, that subsidy could be up to $75 a month. Wow, that's serious money when you're talking a month to help pay for that. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, it's an important program, you know, to just help ensure that these households can get that internet at home for work, for school, for telehealth, right? And so much more. Well, I know that some people out there are probably going, well, you know, pandemic's over, everybody's back. But 
I think there's going to be some different things that happen. You know, I live in where we live in the Portland metro area. We've got people that live across northern states all across the country. I think that snow day for kids is now going to be the school from home day for kids, (laughs) not the go out and play in the snow day, which I know I'm ruining a whole bunch of winners for kids by saying that. (laughs) But I think that that has changed our world in education that I think that that day of, oh, I don't know if it's safe to get kids to school today because of weather or whatever else. Mm -hmm. I think they're still going to have school and everybody's just going to connect in. Exactly. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, I have three kiddos in school too. And I'm going to tell them, just block that part out. It's okay. Snow days (laughs) days may or may not still happen. But yes, we do have the ability to stay connected with a snow day, with other um, weather inclement weather that might happen and it's so it's critical and again we know that not everyone yet um, can afford that internet connection maybe even have the device and technology digital skills to to navigate online and so with ACP um, and this program it at least is you know it's helping that affordability component um, and then I know at Comcast through our Internet Essentials program, you know, that we've had for over a decade now, we also try to address some of those other adoption barriers like the device access or that digital skills training. Um, but cool. it's just, it's important. And I think there's, you know, people that need to be aware of programs like this that exist and how they might take advantage and, and how do they qualify, Right. Exactly. You know, and things are not getting less expensive out there right now, whether you're going to the grocery store or, or fueling up your vehicle, it's, it's not cheaper. And so who could qualify for ACP? Yes. Great question. So households can qualify in a variety of ways and they only have to meet one of the criteria. Um, There's either the around income levels. So if a household is at or below 200% of the federal poverty guidelines, um, for example, let's take a household of four making a total income of 55,500 or lower, they would qualify or if a household is participating in certain public assistance programs um, like SNAP, WIC, Medicaid, the National School Lunch Program, talking about schools, you qualify Mm -hmm. for the National School Lunch Program, and those that have even received a Pell Grant um, and are Pell Grant recipients or federal public housing, those, they would all qualify. So as long as you check one of those boxes, you're in. As long as you check one of those boxes, you're in. Um, and we have a site, Xfinity.com slash ACP, where folks could go to find out, you know, how they're eligible, if they're eligible, and then how to apply. Um, but there's some great resources out there to, to figure out eligibility and then start that application process for ACP. I know there's a lot of people listening that have different, you know, providers across the country, you know, maybe Comcast Xfinity is not in their neighborhood, but Cox or somebody else is. You guys used to have that uh, or still have that Internet Essentials program. How does this work with that? Yes, Um, I will tell you about that. Um, Thank you, Eric. And I'll also provide that you're right to the point like ACP um, is available and can be applied to any sort of provider that's participating in the program. So yes, Comcast cool. is is participating, but there are several others, and you can apply this benefit to whoever's available in your area. So, um, and there's also a general website, acpbenefit.org, oh, cool. that folks can go to to check out and learn more. And then they list out all the providers um, that are participating in the program. Nice. Um, 
but love that you mentioned, yes, Internet Essentials. So this is our program that we launched over a decade ago to help address the digital divide. Like we knew it existed. I think the pandemic shone an even brighter light um, on that on that component, but it is our low cost home internet connection for under $10 a month that provides high speed internet access. It includes a Wi-Fi router, no equipment charges wow. with that, um, no contract that you have to sign. And um, a household that qualifies for internet essentials could also get a device for under $150. So if they need that technology in the home, wow. they'd be able to, to apply for that. Um, and then we also offer a wide array of digital skills training, either online or with partners that we work with throughout our local communities. Um, but Internet Essentials, $9.95 a month, that's below the $30 ACP benefit. So essentially, households that qualified could get it for free, which is super exciting and such a benefit. That is awesome. That is cool. I mean, that's that's a huge deal when you're in that. So can here's a, here's always the question. What else can I do with this ACP funding? Can it be used <laughs> for anything else, right? Right. Um, exactly. It can. So um, the ACP benefit could be applied to internet service and or mobile service. Oh, so cool. it can apply Yep, to your cell phone bill as well. Um, and as you know, there's companies out there, we offer both internet and cell phone service. And so the benefit is applied first to internet and then any um, credit remaining would apply to a cell phone. When you think about mm -hmm. it, that cell phone can also be a gateway to internet as well, even though it's a little hard to be doing the schoolwork from it. It is, a, it is an access point. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back with Rebecca Brown from Comcast and talking about affordable connectivity with the internet just as soon as Around the House returns. Then we'll start talking some smart home tech. And Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to the Around the House show, your stop for taking care of that home. We've got all the information right here for you. Now, Caroline is out today, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at our website, aroundthehouseonline.com, or you can catch us over on any one of the social media platforms, Around the House Show. And don't forget our closed group, which is over on Facebook, which is Around the House Nation. Love to see you join over there where you can share up your project in a nice, safe environment. Now, let's get back to Rebecca Brown. This is great, and there's so many boxes you can check to be able to get into this program, which is great. So how do people apply for this? Do they go to you? Do they go to the feds? What do they do for this? Um, it is a two-step process because, because it is a government program. Um, they do have to go to that okay. acpbenefit.org website, or there is a mail-in application. So if they can't get online, um, they can also mail in the application, but it's, um, it's a process where they go and apply. They receive what's called a national verifier ID um, and through this process. And I would 
just say, you know, it is a government program. So like nine months to get my IRS question asked? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. Um, it's quicker than that. I promise it's quicker than that. And online yes. is, is the fastest. Um, but it, it there's definitely, you know, boxes to fill out. And I would say detailed information. I mean, don't go by like a nickname or something else you might use, but sort of your, your mm-hmm. ID on your birth certificate or identification. Um, use that information. But you go through that process, you get that national verifier ID, and then you go to the provider of your choice. Um, and then as you're selecting what kind of internet service you would like and um, and apply and sign up for that service, you will be able to um, provide that ID, that national verifier ID, and then the credit is applied to your monthly bill once you're all set up and ready to go. So no, it's like a two-step process in the beginning. And then once you get through all of that, it's just automatically applied every month. And we credit at, um, at Comcast and our Xfinity services, we credit your bill. That's easy once you get through the hoops. Once you get through the hoops, it's easy and it's there. Um, and it's just, we're so proud to partner with this program and help those households that need this assistance. Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, taking like the 5,000 foot view, where do you see this going forward? Because we're going to continue to have these you know, probably digital equity issues that we've got out there. What do you see moving forward? Because I know everything's getting smarter, whether we go buy a new appliance or anything else, it becomes more and more important to have internet in your house. It, it, it truly does. And, and you're right. I mean, our internet essentials program we've had for over a decade. So this digital equity issue has existed for some time. I don't think it's going to immediately go away. Um, and, and to your point, sort of looking ahead, I think, um, and with the ACP program, I mean, right now it's in place while the government has this mm-hmm. funding to support it. So hopefully, you know, that's for several years and we'll see how that continues. Um, but it's about, you know, these public-private partnerships as well and all of us, the entire community kind of working together because while internet is important in the home, um, the adoption, there are other barriers to adoption as well. Like why aren't people connecting? Why don't they have their internet service in the home? A variety of reasons there, but it's also like language access, like fear of the internet, right? Like not truly understanding what it is, what it does, um, working devices, or even awareness of programs like this, that programs like this exist. So it's truly continuing to tackle and look at it holistically and and all of these barriers. but then also looking at social broader issues too, like housing and security, mm-hmm. like literacy. And so I know at Comcast, um, as we continue to hear from our partners about the barriers, what's happening, I mean, we know we're committed to creating equitable pathways um, in the future. Our world is going to, I think, to your point, Eric, continue to increase, increasingly become this mm-hmm. digital world, right? Um, and so we're here for the long haul. We want to work and partner. In fact, we recently announced um, Project Up, which mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Our our one billion commitment over the next ten years. Um, to advance these digital equity efforts and to create this world of unlimited possibilities. So Project Mm -hmm. UP, the unlimited possibilities. Um, But we are, yes, working with local partners across the country um, and with all of our companies like NBC Universal and Sky as well to focus in on this work. And it's going to have to continue. And we, we need to all continue to get creative in how we work together and the programs we look to support. 
That's awesome. I'm seeing a lot of school districts out there that are lending out Chromebooks to kids and they're really, there's a lot of opportunity out there uh, from multiple sources, but it's nice to see everybody kind of coming together to try to fix some of these issues to make sure that, you know, we got to get these kids in school just as a basic. But as you talked about as well, if you don't have kids, there are so many things that you really need to do online to be able to, to do it because dropping into an office or, or doing it via mail, many mm-hmm. times people are stuck going to a library or someplace else where they can get internet service. And that's, that's a tough way to operate in, uh, in these times. It is. And I mean, and you think about how do you look for a job nowadays, right? Typically online and a lot of jobs you have to apply online. Um, so to be able to have that connectivity either at home or or out in the community. I think one of our initiatives that we launched during the pandemic was our Lift Zone program. Um, and that was looking at, at community partners that were staying open during the pandemic and coming in and providing like a free Wi-Fi Uh, connectivity for folks that maybe couldn't have access at home or for children that couldn't stay home to do their online learning, had to get somewhere to do it safely because maybe they had a parent that was an essential worker and had to be out um, so they could come in safely and connect to this lift zone um, Wi-Fi and, and do what they needed to do. So we have, you know, we had a goal of launching, I think, a thousand of these across the country over three years. And Eric, we, achieved that and then some we've launched i think over 1500 in a year and a half um because the need is so great we understand and we just you may or may not have the internet in the home hopefully you're getting that but then there's also these safe spaces and community centers and others where you can go and connect as you need to to do that is great thanks for coming on rebecca what should we uh let's steer people to those websites again one more time so because we've been talking about it in case they didn't have a, a way to remember it what's the best place for people to go find this stuff Yes, I would say the general um, website is acpbenefit.org. And for those of you in an Xfinity uh, area, that is xfinity.com forward slash ACP. Awesome. Rebecca Brown, thanks for coming on today. Absolutely. Um, Eric, is it helpful if I also just share a phone number just in case someone. Let's do do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody wanted to sign up for ACP and learn more, they could also call 844-389-4681. There we go. Now there's no excuse of people to be able to get it. We've even got a phone number. I love it. You even have a phone number. And Eric, just thank you for the opportunity to share more about this program that's out there. And hopefully there are households um, that didn't know about it that now do and can take advantage and get that extra support that they need um, to get connected. All right, Rebecca Brown, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. And uh, when we get some more updates on this or some new stuff, I'd love to have you back on again. Sounds great. Thank you, Eric. All right, we'll be back after these important messages. Thanks for listening to Around the House. This is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is your one-stop shop 
for taking care of that house. Maybe you've got a new project or you're a new homeowner or wanting to be a homeowner. We've got all the answers right here for you. Well, Caroline is out on assignment. She's doing some remodeling in her house and uh, couldn't make it into the studio today. But we have got a fun one here for the rest of these two segments. We're going to be talking about home technology. And this is one of those things that I think we really should kind of dial back and start talking about foundations first. Because that's where it all starts with smart home technology. If you don't have the basics down, you're going to struggle and you're going to struggle hard. So the first thing I'd like to see people do is make sure you get that strong internet connection in. And you know, one of the problems that we have, and I was guilty of this myself, one of the problems that we have with home tech is we go, oh, that's as good as our connection gets. You know, it's not. So what I would do is first start out right next to your router. If you can plug your laptop into it, this is what I would do. I'd hard plug into that thing. Don't go wireless and you'll hear why. And I'd run over to speed test and run a speed test on it and see how good that router is working for you, especially if it's one supplied by your cable provider. Then you can see and compare against your bill how fast it's running. Now, the other thing that's going to do is tell you where the problems could be. Now, the thing is, is those same routers, you're paying for probably different levels of service. You might be paying with a, a certain speed, for instance, or you could be on fiber optic where it's fast up and down and you're good to go. But what I want you to do is compare that against your bill. If it's close, then it's close and you've got a good place to start. If it's not, you need to look and make sure that you don't have a problem with your computer you're using or the router, or you've got a connection problem. For me, I actually had a connection problem. I was assuming, well, it's the, you know, it's COVID, it's the pandemic, everybody's using it. No, I actually had a problem on my pole where a squirrel had done some damage and it didn't matter about usage. I had a legitimate problem. So when in doubt, have them come out and test it and make sure. Now, a lot of the stuff, for instance, with Comcast, you can actually test it at the router without doing it yourselves. So make sure if you have that ability to log in and see what your system's doing. So that's the first thing I want you to do. Make sure you've got great internet speed because you're going to design everything else in your house around that. So once you get that dialed in, next you want to make sure that you get that around the rest of your house. So this is where I look for a really good system to get around. And I, I, I'll be honest, I don't like just your regular, you know, router that you get from maybe like Comcast, that kind of thing, it works fine. But what I want to see is a mesh system around your house. So instead of having just that one point where your wireless signal comes out, you want a mesh system. So what this does is it creates a wireless mesh across your house. So these different pods connect. For my house, I have three of them. I put them in different corners of the house where I need it. And then what I did is that way I can get probably 90% of the house. And then for me in the studio, which is out in my garage, I knew I was going to have some issues because getting through exterior walls, especially with an old house like mine, where I've got foil faced insulation and some other challenges like that, I actually put in a hard wire and ran cat sex cable out to my garage. So I ran the cat cable out. So now I've got a hard line direct that is wired. And that is one thing I really want you to think about as you're doing remodeling projects. Make sure as you're doing remodeling projects, if you have a chance where you can run wire, do it. It's just easier, it's inexpensive, and you're gonna have something. For me, I wanted to make sure I had it so that way I was good to go for whatever I was doing because 
as we all know, speeds keep getting better and better and better. And with my security system that is wireless, I wanted to make sure, well, some's wireless, some not. I wanted to make sure that I had that connectivity outside of my building. So I put that in. So I've got really good wireless outside. And for instance, I've got a TV on the back outdoor kitchen. That is going through a Roku. That's wireless. I wanted to make sure that I had a strong signal out there as well. So really, that gets you to a place where you can have out in front of the house. You pull in. You can control things within your house without getting out of the car. Now, the one thing you have to make sure, though, is since you've got a larger signal outside your house, I want to make sure you've got the good security protections to get into it. So make sure you've got a complex code to get into that Wi-Fi. Don't use password one or anything dumb like that. Make sure that you've got a solid connection in there with a good password. I want to see it laid out correctly. If you've got one of those password generators where you can keep it in a safe on your phone, that's the best option because you're going to get a mixture of lowercase, uppercase, symbols, you know, all that different stuff. So you can have, you know, the hashtags and the dollar signs and the pounds and all that, whatever you want to call it. That way you get all those different things through there because, you know, that star in the end symbol can be great in a password. That way you've got people not breaking into your system that maybe pull out front and do it. But by doing that, that's going to give you those internet basics. You can do it. Now you could start working on kind of setting up the rest of your system. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is setting up the rest of the system. So maybe you want to add in that security system out front or out back or on the side of your house. Maybe you want to have that, you know, ring doorbell or you want to have that smart thermostat that's going to save you money. Whatever it is, you want to make sure you've got that connectivity all around the house. And that way you can get around some of those things because, you know, we've maybe got that big fireplace that's in the middle of the house or that chimney. That's great at stopping those signals. So you want to make sure and get that so it bounces correctly around it. So think about those obstacles when you set this up to make sure you're good. And then before you go out and buy a bunch of stuff, make sure you figure out what system you're going to do. For instance, I like using the Samsung smart things. Smart things can be really cool because I can sit there and use that as how I communicate. For instance, in my house, I can sit there with smart things and buy things that are smart things compatible. That way I don't have to have a dozen apps on my phone to control my not so smart system. And that way, if I make it all compatible, I can run it. And you know where the advantage is? When I get up in the morning, I can hit good morning and the lights that come on, come on, the lights that I want off for security at night go off and I can do the same thing in the evening. I can have that one setting that is good night it makes sure it locks my doors. I make sure my garage lights are off. I can make sure all the lights are on around my house the way I want it every single time. And by doing that, it can make it really easy. How many times do you forget to turn the lights on or lights off out front? Maybe your porch lights, or your garage lights, or your back porch lights. You can set those up with smart switches. So then if you want your front line lights on during dusk, great. You can have those come on an hour before sunset. You can go turn off 40 minutes after sunrise and you can set that up and you never have to adjust those again. It's going to adjust around the light output out there and then you don't have to worry about it and you're saving money too. You don't have to worry about that stuff 
when you're traveling or going on a vacation or anything like that. Those are little things you can do that'll save you money, as well as you can set up a bunch of different stuff like smart garage door openers. You know, you can do that, set that up that way, which is smart because, well, one, you can let somebody in when you're not home. Two, if you're looking at some of the Chamberlain Chamberlain ones, you can actually set it up where you could have Amazon deliver inside your garage. And that's great when you want to have deliveries. People can drop those inside the garage from the app on Amazon, and then it'll let them access into there. They can put the package in, and it'll stop those Amazon package thefts, which is huge. Those are big ones that you can do, and uh, it'll save you a ton of headaches as well as making sure that you're safe around the outside, having those lights on when you come home at night. Maybe you've been out for the evening, went out to dinner, and you're good to go. And that is stuff that's going to make it easier for you and a lot safer. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other smart things you can do around the house that's going to make things a little bit easier for you. And as part as getting this whole thing set up, because nowadays you don't even have to have cable boxes for a lot of things. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. around the house show now that's actually jim haas he is the blaze outdoor grills rep a little bit of his tunes inside the around the house show now carolina's out today for the rest of the show but we've been talking smart home technology and you know one of the things that i wanted to talk about today well let's first go out here and make sure that we've got you covered if you have any questions for around the house you can make sure and hit us over to aroundthehouseonline.com and for social media we've got around the house show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then, of course, Caroline's personal pages and mine as well. And I think we're on everything but TikTok out there, including LinkedIn, so you can find us right there. If you've got any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. Now, you know, one of the things with getting that great Internet speed, and, of course, we talked about, you know, getting that uh, Internet speed for everybody, getting that Internet with uh, earlier in the show with Comcast, but... What I really like to see is making sure that we talked about, like in the last segment, of getting that speed up there and getting that coverage without the house. Because you're starting to see, like in my house, for instance, I don't need to have coax cable. I really don't. So all of my new boxes, except for the one for my cable boxes, run over streaming. So I have my Comcast boxes in my house because that's my local cable provider. Uh, when I have cable in my house, uh, I have still not disconnected that yet just because I, there's certain networks that aren't streaming that I do like, but here's the thing. I've got it where I can stream those without having to run coax into a bedroom, which is really nice because that's less on the wiring front to do within the home. So these are things that can really make things a little bit easier. And I really like to be able to do that because if I don't have to run cable with it and I can get it working over a, over a Bluetooth or, a, or an internet connection like this is, internet's great, it works well, I don't have to mess with it. And you're starting to see that too with you know the different Rokus and all those different streaming things out there, especially for you that don't have cable. It's even more important because that way you've got those streaming sticks 
and that kind of thing to be able to work anywhere within the home. And it's really handy, to be honest, to be able to throw that party outside. If you don't have a place, you can bring the TV outside, plug it in. And if you've got a strong enough internet connection, that can work really well. And you're solid at that point. And uh, having that connectivity is going to be really key. Now, we talked about it a few weeks ago, and I think it's really important. I've got some safety things around my house that really keeps things going. Now, one of the things you can do out there is put one of the water sensors on there. You know, my neighbor next door just had a huge water leak a couple weeks ago. They had a big hole in their line. That cost them five grand to dig down in the driveway to get in there, get it fixed, and uh, patch it up and uh, repave that section there. So it gets really expensive quick. If you put one of those water meters, you know, emergency detectors on there, they're really cool. There are leak detection devices that you can put out close to the street. Uh, and we'll be talking about those in the future. You can put those on right at the meter and it's going to detect any leaks. So that way you can save some money, especially when you're in an area like I am, where you got a ton of, well, it's expensive water. Even though we get a ton of rain, we pay for our drinking water here. If you're on a well, maybe it's not that big a deal, but at the same point, if it's going under a road or landscaping, you sure don't want to have that where it's going to be causing damage to any of that. And it's just better not to drain the well out and put it into your yard unless you're trying to. So that's another key. And of course, I've got my Ting, T-I-N-G from Ting Labs that monitors my electrical system looking for shorts as well as my favorite one, Sense. I have that Sense sensor that tells me what electrical is being used around my house, and so I can track that water. Not water. I can track what my water's costing to heat, what it's costing to cool my house, and everything else for all of you using electrical stuff. So that's a key right there. If you can pull that off, you'll be pretty good saving money and keeping the house a little bit safer. The other thing is, is I've actually got one of those Google... Um, they're one of the new smoke detectors and I love this thing because I can put it in my house and it does carbon monoxide and it does smoke and fire. What I like about that is that it tells me on my phone, if there's a problem, I've got it next to the kitchen, which is probably our most likely place to have a fire in home, especially in mine. I have it there. So when it starts to beep, it'll tell me, Hey, we're detecting smoke also text me on my app. So if I'm traveling or I'm at work or I'm out doing something, it's telling me there's a problem before the problem gets to be really big. And that can save you a ton of time when it comes to response to a fire and emergency inside your home. And then it's very easy to tap it and silence it or be able to do that through the app in case, you know, maybe you're cooking a steak on the grill and it's your hood's not working as well as you want it to. You can turn it down when you want to without breaking up the neighbors and making it super loud. That's a key to kind of to home safety and using that smart home stuff correctly. And that is called the Nest Protect system. So that's pretty good. That's what I've got in my house because when I got it here about a year ago, that's all that was on the marketplace that was really good. Now, Kitty has one that's come out, which is a hardwired smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with indoor air quality monitor. That's a three-in-one that uses a smart with an app. I have not played with this one because it's new out, but I do like that it goes smoke, carbon monoxide, and indoor air quality. So I got to do a little bit of working with that. It's uh, kind of a first that does all of those three. I can't wait to get my hands on it because I think that's going to be a new one to be able to do that to see what's going on inside my house. And if it's reading uh, indoor air quality, well, that's a good thing as well. Now, here's one thing that I noticed, and this is pretty funny, 
and I got to do a little more research on it. And my wife, Julie, really noticed this. She has been having problems in my house when she's baking, getting the dough to rise. So you think, wow, what's the issue with that? You know what I think it is? I think it's my air scrubber in the house. And I think this is what the issue is. My air scrubber, my air scrubber by Eris is putting off these little particles that are killing viruses, all the different things in the air, mold, mildew, all those crazy little things. Well, I think what the issue is, is that's going out. And when that falls out, it's sanitizing the surfaces, like the countertops, the floors. It's making it where things don't grow on it. Well, guess what? When she gets the yeast rising in the dough, I think what's happening is that is starting to fall out. And then it's killing the yeast in the dough. So we're going to have to do some experimenting here. I want to see if I turn that system off for a day, if we can do that differently. So stay tuned. I think I've got an actual problem with baking due to my smart system that's in the house. So we're going to take a look at this. Nothing against uh, our guys over there at Eris for this air scrubber that I've had in my house for a couple of years. But I think that we might have fixed the solution of why the dough is not rising in my household I think it's my air scrubber that might be doing a little bit too much. And that's one of those things that uh, I'm slightly concerned about. I want to make sure that, uh, one, we're healthy, and two, that if we're going to be taking on a project like that with bacon, I don't want to get in the way, way of my wife's baking. That's for darn sure. So we might have to do something differently with that system because it could be working a little bit too good inside my house because I don't want to stop her making bread because... Dang, that's good stuff. Now, I've got another little tip for you, and it's a challenge I've been having. I've been having some issues with the Cree and the Philips LED light bulbs. I have been using those in my bathroom and a couple other places out there that actually take the light bulbs instead of having the, the fixture with the LED built inside. And I tell you what, I have got some Philips ones that are in my bathroom right now that uh, are only lasting months. And uh, we're going to test it out here with a different brand. I've got some GE ones coming today that I'm going to test out, but they are stopping working at about, well, I'm going to call it here probably within six to eight months. I'm on my second set of bulbs that I've had to warranty. And I think they're a serious issue that uh, some of these more candelabra, you know, the candelabra style mini bases, I think we're starting to see some issues with those because, you know, you have to start that LED to fire off, there's that starting circuit in there. And I think maybe that ba base might be a little bit too small to really be able to get it. And I'm having some serious reliability issues. It's not the lighting. I know the lighting is fine. I know the uh, I've had different dimmers on it. And I know that's not an issue there. But uh, right now in my ba master bathroom, I've got five bulbs in there. And I just replaced them here probably four or five months ago. And I've only got two of the five working. The other one's are just dimmed at maybe 10% while the rest of them are at 90%. So we've got some serious issues there that I've got to take a look at. Stay tuned for a better report on those. Uh, I've got some new ones coming, but I tell you what, uh, having some serious light bulb issues with some of these LEDs, it's either that uh, they're making them too cheap or that little tiny mini base is too small. But either way, got some issues. I'll give a report back and see if I can find a brand that's going to work a little bit better. All right, everybody, we've got a show in the books. I'm Eric G. And for Caroline B., you've been listening to Around the House.
song Let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand I know where to go All over the radio With you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.